Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up guys? What's going on? Let me see. Uh, K23 Hampton, Q-A-H-E-R, what's going on? Abdallah, welcome. I don't think I've seen you in a while. Ethan, Ethan Senya, what's going on? E-T-H, yeah, Ethan, what's going on? Coach Edgar, welcome to the live. What up, guys? F. Ramirez, what's up? Soccer in, fishing join, the Luke you. <laughs> uh, Coach Edgar, it is going. It's going. I won't say good or bad. Depends on what you're talking about, but it's it's moving along. Shannon, welcome to the live. Uh, Daisy, what's going on? Daisy, I know you said you're going to be making your way out to the game, I think, against L.A., right? Not this weekend against Philly. Um, Abdallah, which clock now? I don't know. Which clock? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Let's see. What is up? What is up, everybody? Billem, Bobby Guy, A. Nunez, 10. Always happy to see you. Uh, let me see you without the bun. All right, guys. Here it is in all its glory. Oh, man. I need to get a trim. I'm actually just was just, I forgot what I was just talking to you today about getting it trimmed up. Oh, look at that in all my glory. You guys like it? <laughs> England 2130, what's going on? Nathan, add that question to the question section so I can pull it up because uh, it looks like it's an intense one and everyone's kind of joining in here. Soccer and fishing, what's going on? All right, guys. It's moving along. All right, guys. So let's get let's get going because you know what it is, guys. It is the the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Not sure what episode number it is because we do this every single week, and I gotta get on top of that. But welcome, guys, to another episode of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I am your host. 11-year MLS pro and current DC United forward, Quincy Ameriqua. Ah. And you know what we talk about here on the Ask the Soccer Pro Show? We discuss the MSL. What was that, Quincy? I thought you said you play in the MLS, Major League Soccer. Yes, that is correct, I do. But the real game I'm playing is the MSL, the Mental Strength League. And that's what we talk about here in the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. And if uh, this is your first time joining in on the live or listening in on the replay, the Mental Strength League is a game that you are either a conscious or unconscious participant in. I mean, you're either playing the game or you're getting played, or you're playing the game and getting played. But the whole purpose of this show is to figure out how to play the game better. And that game is achieving success however it is you define it for yourself. 
as an individual or collectively as a group. You know, one of our core values here at Perfect Soccer is teamwork, and teamwork makes the dream work, but the dream don't work unless you put in the work, and that's what we're doing here. We're building a community of like-minded individuals who are going to help each other reach our goals. And we do that by implementing what I have uh, coined as the AmeriCorps process, that is a seven-step process, which is the basis of our core values here at Perfect Soccer. And those core values are the first three of which are the three S's of self-awareness. And for those of you who have listened in on this before, you know what those are. It's self-honesty, self-initiative, and self-accountability. And uh, if you haven't heard me go into my rant about what those are and how to apply them in your life, go and make sure you check out previous episodes of the Soccer Pro Show. Because, yeah, that's where you'll learn that. We're all, we're all about efficiency and leveraging our time. So... Um, if you aren't aware of the first three steps of the AmeriCorps process, make sure you go and check out those episodes of the show and then come and rejoin us on the lives so you can use the rest of your time to get any and all of your questions answered by an over decades long pro. Now that we've got the introductions and the breakdown out of the way, guys and girls, let's jump in to the questions. So if, if ever you had a question, as it pertains to life, philosophy, soccer, or other, drop them in the comment section here below, and I will start rocking away at them for the next hour, which is what we do every week. So, um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Ramirez asked, how many days a week do you train individually? Uh, every single day of the week, minus my days off, but sometimes I do individual training then. But not necessarily like skill work or something. Maybe I'll run on my own or I'll do some type of uh, recovery. And um, yeah, individual work can be anything from ball skill, ball mastery. Ryan's been talking about ball mastery because he's working on those programs and our B Pro side of stuff. Uh, but that could also be um, movement off the ball, mental training. So, uh, I think, yeah, I don't think I've ever really spoken about that. Uh, repetitions in, in your mind are almost just as, I'm sure it could be debatable for me. I think they're just as important as physical repetitions. I won't say it's more important then, but um, you can get just as much out of mental reps as you can physical reps. I say that with a grain of salt because you have to put in the mental reps. Just thinking about stuff isn't enough. But the process of thinking about how to do things and repeating that over and over and over again. Basically, visualization is really what I'm talking about. Uh, visualization is important. You have to go apply what you're visualizing. But uh, the practice of visualization is actually very, um, very valuable. Uh, best recovery exercise, if you're saying like recovery post-game. Post or you're saying like recovery from injury, but let's say like re recovery, um, <laughs> recovery post injury, or I'm sorry, post game, uh, protein shakes, protein shakes, and uh, and hydrating is most important, especially I think within 30 minutes after you finished finished training, and then um, compression pants, puff pants, you know the the I forget we call them puff pants, but I think they're called compression are good uh, ice bath. I know the stats and the actual empirical data on uh, on ice baths says there's no correlation between ice baths and, and injury. I know the data says that, but from experience and what I've seen, I I can I would say from my experience, those who are adamant um, 
regular uh, regular practicers of ice bath um, icing tend to be guys who have longer careers and don't um, spend as much time injured. Now that is just based on my experiences. I think it has more to do with the fact that if you are the type of player who is going to consistently do ice bath and maintain themselves, you're going to be doing many things that are going to tailor to you having a long career. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't attribute it just to the ice bath, but doing ice baths regularly correlates with the types of players who are thoughtful about their long-term, um, uh, their longevity of their of their careers and the overall kind of like health of their body. So let's see, let's go. Okay, uh, the Luca underscore three asks a uh, favorite color. I'd have to say my favorite color is black. I like black, which is like the absence of light, right? So it's like the absence of color, but I, I like the color because it goes with pretty much anything and everything. Um, yeah, I don't think I've been asked that question before, um, or at least on the lives. Um, let's see what we've got here. How do you handle the situation as a defender when your midfielders don't drop back and you have multiple guys? Oh, man, that's longer than this thing goes here. So, Nathan, drop your question again here in the live, and I'll see that. Or actually, let me scroll up and see if I can find it. Okay, Nathan asks, how do you handle the situation as a defender when your midfielders don't drop back and you have multiple guys on you? Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to piece together a whole lot of things because you're, you're not giving me everything necessary. So on the field, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to solve soccer problems as quickly as possible, which is why, and you solve soccer problems mentally, which is why we talk about the MSL and Mental Strength League, right? Your ability to project potential outcomes and predict what your opponent is going to do and then nullify and pre prevent your opponent from being able to do what it is that they want to do or making them do what you want them to do to increase the likelihood that you're going to win the ball back, uh, create a, an opportunity or score a goal. So on both sides. So they're mental games and your body, you're using your body as a physical uh, manifestation of what's going on in your, in the processes that are going on um, in your mind. Now, let's build the rest of the scenario based around kind of what you're asking because there's not enough to give you a specific answer to your question, but I can paint a scenario so you can draw answers or figure out solutions for yourself. So you would ask, how do you handle the situation as a defender when your midfielders don't drop back? So I'm going to assume that you're playing a system where, let's call it your center back, uh, you're either a right or left center back, and uh, your defensive center midfield or your two midfielders aren't recovering back to help you guys on the defensive side of the ball. So let's say you've got two attacking midfielders or two guys who like to play higher, two guys or girls um, that are lazy and don't like to track back, don't want to want to um, help on the defensive side of the ball. This is a problem many defenders, many people run into. Now there's multiple solutions to the problem. Um, I think the most important solution and long-term solution is learning how to communicate with your teammates and build relationships and rapport with them off the field. I think doing that um, leads itself to, on the field, them being less likely to leave you on an island and not help you when you are in difficulties on the field. So if you're saying, well, how do I build relationships with people off the field? Um, speak to them and get to know about what their personal goals are and what they want to achieve 
um, both in the game and outside the game. You talk to people about what it is that they want to achieve. Many people want to talk about their dreams, their goals, their aspirations, and what they're trying to work towards. And if you show interest in that, like actual genuine, genuine interest, they're going to be inclined to share that with you. And you then can share with them your goals. Um, maybe you guys find connections or things uh, you both similarly uh, believe in or are working towards. You can also maybe share with them books or resources or videos or this account that you've come across that have taught that has taught you how to um, how to better help your teammates and just to improve yourself overall. Um, and that can build a relationship and rapport. And now, when you're on the field and you're getting into a difficult spot defensively, and you're you're likely it is likely that your midfielders will see that you're in trouble and they'll want to do things to prevent to prevent you being in trouble or will want to lead themselves to help or at very, the very least listen to you when you're speaking on the field and giving them information. So most players want to know that the information you're giving them is not only, um, I won't say not only, but most of the time players, most people are self in self-centered, right? You, you care about yourself, you care about your goals, you care about what you want to achieve. So that's the same on the field. Most of the time, I won't say all players care about themselves, but some players more than others. And at the end of the day, it's a team sport. So you got to get a bunch of people who tend to think about or care about themselves to believe into the bigger goal or picture at hand. And um, in order for people to be willing to listen to the information that you give them, track back on defense or work harder or do this or do that, they have to believe that you have their best interest in mind before you give them that information. If someone doesn't believe that you have their best interest in mind, it doesn't matter if what you're sharing with them is the best information, the best resource, the best tools in the world, they're not going to hear it and they're not going to take it, take it on. So that tends to be the biggest problem that most people are unaware of having and which is why they can't make progression forward in the game. Um, and usually it tends to be just the selfish players that make it because um, selfish tendencies tend to be rewarded in the game of soccer, especially the higher up you go in the rankings. So it's very difficult to get people to buy in on the team, on the teamwork, on the team mentality, because there aren't many examples of being rewarded for being a team player. So I know we taught, I just circled a whole bunch of things and kind of, uh, kind of gave you really big picture as to what the real problem and issue is from a small thing on the field. And and we talk about this on the account a lot, um, linear versus exponential thinking. And, in, and the idea around that centers around the idea that little things uh, compounded turn into big problems or big results. So just as likely as it can go to the positive side, it can just as likely go to the negative side. And most of the time, because everyone is, tends to be thinking about themselves on the field, problems tend to be exponential to the negative side. And uh, they're so big that they can't be solved by any one player. And because it takes the team to solve the problem, the team fails at solving the problem and the team tends to lose. So um, that was a big one to unpack, but I hope that kind of gave a little bit of bigger picture, brought it down uh, small and then it allows you to have the framework to figure out in what area do you feel you're lacking or your teammates are lacking and it'll allow you to be more specific and granular with with attacking the current problem that you're facing because uh, I would tend to 
I'd be willing to bet that in that whole entire story and picture that I painted for you, 98% chance that the uh, the issue that you're fault you're 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 seeing and dealing with right now falls within the scope of that. So um, that should be at least a starting off point to give me more information so I can get get you a specific answer to the issue that you presented. Uh, Connor asked, "How is it like playing with Rooney?" I mean, it's it's awesome. You can tell he is a next level phenomenal player, and it has been very. Um, insightful and and it's been a great learning experience to to watch to watch him move watch how he navigates on the field the decisions he makes his thought process um his his touch um his movement on and off the ball his his overall understanding of the game and the ebbs and flows of the game and 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 how he adapts and adjusts to it you can see that and it's obvious i mean he's played at a very high level for a very long time so it's been um it's been a very enjoyable experience to be to be here and uh, train with him uh, day to day. I learned a lot from him as well as all the other players that I've been with here at DC. I, I was pretty much every single player I've ever played with I've learned something from and uh, Wayne is no different. Um, K23Ampton asked, do you watch TED Talks? I find them very informative and it's always good to learn about a large array of topics, including nutrition and weight. Um, yeah, I have watched not as many as I used to, um, but yes, I, I definitely watched a lot of TED Talks in the past. Um, one of my goals is to speak at a TED Talks, so I will be doing that eventually, I, just sometime in the future. I know I, I'm gonna do it because that's a goal that I have. Um, I am a huge, uh, what would I say? I would say my, I have a huge passion for learning. So I love learning new things. And um, TED Talks is always great with uh, giving you something new to learn. So I am definitely a fan. Um, yo, positivity in the comment section, guys. Um, this is a no negativity zone. You can go be negative somewhere else, um, not here. Uh, Farah asked, how do you maintain such physical form? Uh, repetition, putting in the work every single day and making it a lifestyle, not not just something you want to do when you feel like it. Uh, I think a lot of people make the mistake of believing that you can be successful at a high level by only doing things when you feel like doing it. Um, you have to You have to do the work even, you have to do the work especially when you don't feel like doing the work. And uh, that's something that's very difficult for most people to do, which is why it is difficult for most people to reach a high level of success at any particular field. So that could be soccer or any or anything. Um, Daniel said, there's no way you play football. You're way too beefy. <laughs> I am pretty stocky, but yeah, I play. Uh, Ramirez asks, how do you handle the haters? I appreciate my haters, I embrace my haters, and I am grateful for them. And I don't just say that because, uh, I don't say that because I don't mean it and I'm just trying to ignore it. I literally, honestly believe that. Um, haters are people who are paying attention to you on a, on a level, de almost deeper than your, be your biggest fans. Like, they're 
they're dedicating all of their time and their energy, their precious time, the time that they'll never, ever get back, right? And they're investing it in trying to tear you down and paying attention to you. And for me, I'm of the opinion that if I hate someone or I don't like someone or I think they're terrible or stupid or whatever, I want to invest as little time and attention to them as possible, right? So you guys already know MSL, I'm in your head, Mental Strength League. If, if you're hating on me and you're, you're dedicating a lot of your time and effort to hating on me, I am in your head. I'm literally in your head. I'm living in your head. I'm occupying space in your mind. And the more you hate, the deeper and deeper into your mind I, I, I'm residing. And I'm going, oh, what's this button do? And oh, what's that? You're dedicating all of your energy to someone and something that you hate. Think about that. You probably haven't thought about that. So hopefully if you do hate me or you think I'm stupid or you think I'm dumb or you don't like what I'm doing or whatever, whatever, and you still participate and you still show up, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your attention. I appreciate it. And I hope that even though you hate me, you are getting something of value out of listening to me. Um, or at the very least, I hope I'm making you question and critically think about why you hate me. And is, is, it, is it because I make you think about something that you hate about yourself? Is it because you're insecure about how you feel about where you are in the world? Are you, are you incapable of admitting that you could be wrong about something? Um, are you a slave to your ego? Um, if you are, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. That is a difficult thing to deal with. And um, if you, if you apply the AmeriCorps process, I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99.9% .9 certain, uh, you can figure out a way to overcome that and a lot faster than you believe. I really believe it's just a mind, mindset shift. And what's great is the three steps of self-awareness will help you, um, will help you create the mindset that will, that will hopefully make you less angry. Uh, Uh, people really don't have anything better to do than to troll on the internet. Go do something with your life. Hey, they're doing something. They were doing something. Let's see. Mass journalist, what's up? Welcome to the live. Uh, Billum, what's up? Chris Durkin, what up, brother? Welcome to the live. Dirk, you want to join in on the live? Give me Jesus hands or thumbs up if you want to hop in here on the call. Um, Durkin is my teammate, and he wrote that he loves the haters. Exactly. Dirk and I have some decent, decent conversations, um, and I enjoy them very much. Julian, welcome to the live AOED. EDP I play in your league. Oh, okay, I know Ross is already doing some stuff with EDP, which is cool. I think he'll be answering the questions that you guys have over that soon. Um, uh, P. Kelly asked, how often do you practice one-on-ones with the goalkeeper? We usually do finishing drills uh, every day, if not every other day. But like 1v1s into goal, we don't we don't spend much time doing that. Uh, 
Danny said, please help me solve this problem. Danny, I don't know what problem you're discussing about, but let me know. Uh, maybe give me a little more information. Uh, Julian said, can you check your DMs on your main? Yes, Julian, I do check the DMs on my main, but I get like, what was it? Like almost hundreds of messages a week, so it takes me some time to get through to everything. So, um, yeah, if you've sent me a message, it just might be a while before I get back to you, but when I get a chance, I will answer your question. Uh, you probably got a better chance of getting an answer if you send an email to contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. Um, Katie, uh, our executive, my executive assistant, she helps me maintain and manage that account, so she checks, checks them more frequently. Uh, Kay said, uh, MSL TED Talks would be fire. That's right. I just did um, a talk at Bill Hamid's camp, I think like two weeks ago. Um, if you guys are interested, I can send, I'll drop you the link. I'll drop you the link to the talk. That would probably be uh, very similar to the TED Talk that I would be giving um, or something in that, in that wheelhouse. So if you're interested in checking that out, just send in an email requesting it and I'll send you the link. Okay, there we go. Dirk in. Let's see what we got. Dirk. Dirkin's joining the live. Yeah. <laughs> what up, bro? What's up? <laughs> hey, I don't have any of my perfect soccer, so I'm still waiting on that. I know, bro. We're working on it. I'm over here. Manufacturers are going to have the merch in soon. Serena already got the approval on everything. We'll get you. We'll get you. Maybe we'll get you a nice little mug. You know. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or a hat. Or a, or a banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some blank space on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm also working on getting my the custom cleats. Yeah. So I know. I know you got the. I know you got the Nike deal, bro. I know yeah. you got the Nike deal. But one of these days, I'm gonna recruit you over to the perfect soccer. <laughs> <laughs> tweets, bro. I know you're power. What's going on, brother? Nah, man. What you preaching right now? Uh, you already know what I'm preaching, bro. If you had to guess, what am I preaching? Um, is it a three-letter word? Yes. MSL. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> We're out here preaching the MSL, the good word. You know. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. That's cool. bro. I'm happy to have you join in on the live, man. Yeah, um, man. I'm excited. Give me. Let's. I know. A lot of the followers this is the first time I've talked about you a little bit on our account before, but maybe give a little bit of, of a background as to yeah, give us a quick summary of who Chris Durkin is. Yeah, so um, obviously I signed with DC United in uh, 2016, and uh, it's been an uh, interesting journey so far. It's been really fun, you know, getting to learn everything and uh, you know, <clears throat> like the mental process. It's been so such a an eye-opening experience, you know. And to have, like, I've always been a guy that's got along with, like, veteran players just to kind of feed off them like a sponge. And, you know, you've been a guy who's been really helpful, obviously. And, you know, like Steve and Chris Seitz and, you know, I remember Bobby Boswell and guys like that that you know, I really like to, like, grab their ear and listen to them. So, you know, it's been really, really fun so far and just learning. And I feel like when you sign a pro contract young, you become a man really quick. And I've been trying to become as much of a man as I can within the short amount of time. So it's been a really great experience so far. And, you know, people like you, you know, helping and preaching to everybody on the live right now, 36 people right here right now, you know, the information you spread is really important, I feel like. 
Dope, man. No, I appreciate that. So how old are you right now, Dirk? I'm currently 19 years old. 19. And you signed your first professional contract at what age? Uh, 16. Okay, 16. So you're in year three, yes? Yes. And when, what would you say is, because you said you've learned a lot, and I know a lot. Uh, many of the guys you've talked about, I've played against them over the course of time, and then some of them are um, our teammates. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, you, you mentioned becoming a man quickly, right? So what would you say is the difference in thought process between being a, a boy and then being a man in, in the time that you've, since you signed the contract? So what is it that you're thinking differently about now that you were may, might have been naive about when you first signed? Yeah, I still struggle with this today a little bit, but, you know, you were talking about, you know, the haters beforehand. And I think when you're, you know, a younger kid and, you know, you you really want to listen to what everybody has to say, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, trying to block out what the haters are saying. And although, you know, like you preach sometimes as well, that 1% that might be, uh, you know, true, you know, still listen to that. But, you know, trying to avoid all of that. The, the nonsense talk, all the uh, stuff floating around and really just focused on, you know, your craft and, you know, the, the game. Because um, that's what I've been realizing lately, too, is, uh, you know, really focusing on just having fun within the game and, you know, letting my passion and love for the sport, you know, uh, continue to, to help me develop and continue to grow. So that's been, you know, a really important lesson for me so far. And, you know, that's been really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go over all the technical drills you want, all the time in the gym, but the biggest thing is right here. And that's what you preach, and uh, I 100% agree with that. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash b-e-p-r-o to apply to work with our network of pro players today. For sure. What do you, hmm, no, no, the, I mean, it's, it's interesting to you, it's interesting to hear like your perspective and what you're, where you're coming to and what you're thinking. What, what? What is it you think people are making the mistake of focusing on? Should they be focusing on? Yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah, I wasn't vetted on these questions before. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you know, this is everyone's getting. <laughs> this a, is a spur of moment thing. Yeah, everyone's getting a, a a taste of what it's like to be my teammate in the locker room. I'm yeah, you exactly. No <laughs> Except I have to tell it to everybody else now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I hey, I appreciate your willingness to have a conversation with me, especially for everybody, because. Um, and before I have you answer, I think the biggest issue that I'm seeing a lot of people um, have is they're not seeing what 95% of the job of being a pro is. So mm -hmm. they get a very warped perspective of like they think it's just showing up and on game day and playing a game and scoring a bicycle, yeah, you know, and all the glory and making money. Yeah, I wish it was that. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, if that was it, I would, oh man, I'd be super <laughs> juiced. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, as you're starting to really understand and learn and realize more and more with the experience that you have, that it's, it's a lot more of the 95% of all the stuff that is difficult mm -hmm. and figuring out how to get through that. So as I know you're still young and you're still figuring it out and you're, you're learning, 
Yeah. What is it that you feel is the mistake of what people focus on versus what you're finding is the most important thing to focus on? Yeah, I think it's what, what I'm continuing to learn myself is, you know, as much as it's uh, an important time, like at this current moment, all these little things are going to add up into, you know, uh, two, three, four, five years down the line. So every moment you're in right now, is not going to define where you're at five years or even a month later. Things can happen quickly. Things can change so fast that you always, you know, have to have a, you know, positive outlook and always thinking, you know, um, that my situation right now is not the situation I'm going to be in the rest of my life. If it's a negative or even if it's a positive, you always have to remain on your toes and you always have to um, remain either hungry or you know cautious that somebody else is coming to your spot i think that's you know an important message i, I believe okay um what do you no i like that because you're making think about kind of just maybe my process over time uh my process even being a teammate with you and seeing your progression over the course of this year as well too um i've seen a lot of growth in you both you know on and off the soccer field which has been really cool to see and you know i'm proud of the i'm proud of the progress you're making and i'm very like I'm excited to see where you end up these two three four five years down the road because yeah, sure. yeah i really think the upside potential for you is limitless what do you like you said it's not going to be rosy and positive all the time but it's also not going to be negative and terrible right mm -hmm. but when it is negative and terrible it can get easy to believe and think that it's always going to be and mm -hmm. that it's not yeah that it's always going to be is more is more important so what is it that you feel gets you through those moments, especially when they're moments you've never experienced before? Yeah, I think it's um, about the people around you, um, your support system. Um, you know, I've got um, a really great family to help me out with this, and I've also got good teammates too. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, pick, uh, picking their ear, asking, you know, because, you know, like I said, we don't have, I don't have all these experiences that I've already gone I'm, you know, learning you don't want to learn by yourself sometimes. Sometimes, for example, you've been through situations that I'm about to go through. So yeah. maybe I ask you about, you know, what'd you do here? What'd you do there? Or you ask other people, Steve Vernbaum and, you know, Wayne Rooney, like all these guys, you know, really help. And they've, they're so experienced that there's pretty chance that they've been through what I'm going through. Um, and that's really helpful. And then also, you know, I like to put my head down and get to work, you know, and you know, focus on, you know, the things that maybe I'm lacking and you know, really, really put a magnifying glass over them and really, you know, hone in on those and, and focus on them. I think having a goal and, you know, seeing progression is really, really important as well. Okay. What, and I know, uh, and we've just, we've discussed, talked about this a lot before. I, I've always heard you always being willing to kind of give praise to the support system that you have. I know you've got a family that, uh, I know you have a really great relationship with your dad and you guys really discuss the game and work together to figure things out. But what would you, maybe what would you suggest to those individuals who might not have um, the support system? Maybe they all they have is themselves to rely on. Um, would you have any kind of thoughts or ideas about that? Maybe what you feel you would do if you didn't have the support system that you have? Yeah, I think um, I think I would say that, you know, you're not the first person that it, that is going through what you've been through. Uh, there's plenty of people, um, successful stories, you know, around the world where they've, people have come from nothing and have become uh, millionaires, successful, everything, um, you know, from uh, small African countries and Brazil and the favelas. 
you know, these stories are, are extremely inspirational. So, you know, maybe, you know, reflect on what those people have gone through. And there's, there's always people in a worse situation than what you're going through. I think not to be so negative, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the positivity and the negativity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. If I you think... can live in the negative moments, man, you'll you'll be great and you'll be straight. So um, finding positivity, like you said, is is extremely important, and uh, it's it's hard to find that zone of you know being positive but also being hungry at the same time. Um, so yeah, no, no, that's good, man. All right, so let's see. Because you know me, I get super philosophical and I'll ask you guys super hard questions or just I appreciate you being willing to share with me kind of like your insights, how you're seeing it. Because, um, and like I talk about a lot on the account with people, everyone's situation is different, right? Everyone has advantages and disadvantages and what work may work for one might not work for another. But being open to hearing the different perspectives and trying to kind of create a model uh, that you can use to navigate regardless of the situation that you're going through, uh, positive or negative. Um, what would be, let's see, what's something that, or what's a reason why you kind of followed the perfect soccer stuff and are even willing to jump on the live and, and kind of share this with, with uh, the audience? Yeah, because I think it's extremely important for, for people to, you know, first understand, you know, that being a professional soccer player is, is may seem glamorous sometimes, but like you said, 95% of it is uh, is not easy. And, you know, I want to express that, or, and you want to that to, to, every, to the entire audience and, you know, help them learn the process and the, the ways that we've gone wrong, the ways you've gone wrong, and help share that, your experiences, and say, hey, I did this, I don't recommend it. You know? <laughs> There's a lot, I got a lot of those. You got a lot of those. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just all about helping people out. And this is right here is as free information, which is hard to get nowadays um, about, you know, from experienced people about, you know, what's going on in their life and, uh, you know, trying to find, like, for example, where we're not talking about the positives and the negatives and all that stuff. I think it's really, really important. And I think it's, a, it's an awesome platform to, to, you know, help young players, aspiring pros, um, and understand that it's not easy, but, you know, there's definitely uh, pathway to it no nice okay so let, let's see what we got here I'm gonna pull some guys some questions you got Dirk, drop them here in the live and I'll pick a couple out now because I've already I've already uh, gotten all my questions in I, I definitely do more but let's see uh, a couple of the, yeah, <laughs> questions from questions. the so let's see um, footy cave asked Durkin um, how hungry are uh, were you compared to your teammates before getting a pro contract that made you go pro when they didn't yeah, so what do you think made what, – what's the reason why you went pro versus kind of the people that you grew up playing with? Um, <clears throat> I think I did a lot of the the work outside of the organized environment in the team. You know, I was always doing extra stuff after practice or before practice, you know, always making sure that my fitness was the best. And, you know, that, that took me out a lot. Um, it gave me a lot of confidence when I stepped on the field and looked across the other uh, other side and – you know, felt confident in the work that I had done and uh, thinking that I was better than the, the person that was uh, I was about to play against. So that always helped me out and, you know, just toughness and grit, always, you know, n not getting put down by, you know, the small things and looking at the bigger picture of my goal becoming, you know, a professional soccer player and also sacrifices as well. Um, I've sacrificed a lot um, to, to be here and I, think I, would, I wouldn't do it any different um, 
than than what I what I have done so far. Okay. No. Okay. That's good. I got one for you. Well, I think there's other ones coming in. So drop in your guys' questions. Um, can you name a time or share with us an experience where you showed up and you felt unprepared? You were what you were facing. Maybe you thought you were prepared and you showed up and you realized you weren't. Can you has has that ever happened to you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the first time I was called into the uh, the NAM environment ever, um, it was uh, I was slowly transitioning into the midfield, and you know I came in for fit and checked all my boxes off like I'm ready to go. Um, I know the players, I know the the big players, and like I'm coming for you guys. But I knew nothing about the position, so I was completely um, unprepared in the ment uh, the tactical side of the game, which okay. is extremely important. So, you know, I go in there and didn't know what I was doing really um, in the sixth position, and it really showed. And I remember, you know, super, super down um, leaving uh, the camp and knowing that, you know, that wasn't the showing that I wanted and not getting invited back to the national team for, you know, several camps after that. But then, you know, putting my head down and, uh, you know, getting back to work, understanding the position, talking with my coaches, and just growing. and. You know, I feel like once, you know, you've been kind of slapped in the face a little bit and able to mentally bounce back, I think that's uh, a scary position for, for people because you're really motivated and you really want to get back into that environment. Nice. No, that's good. I mean, so you feel like that actually made you better as a result of it. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got, okay, uh, M.N. Wilker's son asked, how did you make your way out of the academy into the professional level? Um, well, it's even easier now for uh, players to make it to the professional level with, you know, USL and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, now DC United has uh, a tiered system in the academy. They go to the academy to loud into DC United. So they're getting professional minutes at a younger age now. Um, but for me personally, um, <clears throat> you know, it was obviously a goal of mine. It was my childhood club to uh, to sign for, for DC United. So I wanted to push myself in training, obviously, show the coaches I had, and that eventually translated into me getting into, um, you know, I really had to you know, mentally not be happy to be there and but be motivated because, you know, being happy is, is one thing, but that also you know, can put too much respect on those players. So I remember getting yelled at a couple of times by the coaches when I was an academy player training with the first team. I was getting tackling too hard and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, him, the coach, just protecting the players, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, kind of showed my mentality to the coaches that I didn't really care what the situation was, but I was prepared to. I like, you already know me. I'm all about that. I like that. Adapt or die, baby. Assert your dominance. <laughs> 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 no, I got that. No, that's dope. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nick Simmons, 16, said, what made you confident to go instead of going to college? Yeah, I think it was a big discussion um, with my parents. Um, but I think that my parents had my my mental uh, you know, strength and my, my technical ability and, and my, you know, my ability as a soccer player. And they thought that, you know, I could do really well with it. Um, and so far, I've tried to grasp it as much as I can, but I think it's worked out so far. And like I said uh, at the very beginning of this, you know, it made me be, become a man real quick, uh, signing the professional contract. And um, I feel so much more ahead of some of my peers that have gone to college just because I've, I've gone through a lot in a workplace environment with 
a lot of guys that have egos and um yeah lots of those like you said <laughs> and uh it's made me understand people better um life more you know showing up and giving it my best every day uh there's there's so many uh learning lessons that you know when you just reflect back on it uh, it makes you think a lot would you, knowing what you know now and what you've experienced so far, obviously there's a lot more you have to learn and do and, and levels you want to get to. Um, is there anything you felt you could have done that could have you for what you've gone through so far? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, me talking about just the, the respect side of it. Yes, I try not to respect my, my opponents as much as I did, but I'll continue to and be confident in in your ability and don't let anybody put you down or anybody say that you're not good enough um i think that's a big thing for me is uh just signing pro is believe in yourself and assert yourself into the game there's no period of uh acclimatization uh it's you know you know take or die so adapt as quick as possible um uh, embrace the situation as quick as possible and be your best self as as you can. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot, Dirk. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, I think Footy had said, uh, Footy said, great answers. Thank you very much, Chris. Um, let's see what we got. Sorry. Um, okay, uh, K23Hampton asks, what are you planning on doing once your professional career is over? Um, yeah, I think that's... Obviously, I'm very early into my career as a soccer player, so I continue to figure that uh, along the way. But, you know, there's little things here and there that even I talk about with, with, uh, with you as well. Um, it's it's a hard question to answer right now just because I'm solely focused on soccer right now. I got you. No, I like that. I like that. So Durkin's focus is so much on soccer right now, which I think is uh, a very valuable thing and important to have. And because he is a big younger he does have the luxury of spending time focusing on that later on but he is aware of the need to to be building and connecting um that as he's going on so sure. um this speaks to a lot of the other followers when i'm talking about on the account i'm saying when we're, we're answering or speaking to a specific situation or question um where you are and what your individual goals and the level you're currently at has a huge impact on what you should focus on and how frequently and how often. So though the mental side of it is the foundational piece and giving you guys the tools and, and the, uh, the tools and the understanding of what it is that we've learned through our experiences, you have to uh, take what we're giving or throw out what we're giving, right? And adapt it to what you feel is going to best help you accomplish your goals both on and off the field. So uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Dirk, we'll go a couple of, uh, We'll call it three to five minutes because I also know Instagram limits me here and I don't want it to kick us off right now. So we'll we'll take another question or two for Dirk and then Dirk and if there's anything else you're wanting to share, um, we could do that. Go with flow. Uh, so biggest takeaways from the U20 World Cup? Um, first takeaway is that um, we have a, a really extremely talented uh, pool of young players um, coming up in the ranks um you know we got a lot of guys in different environments doing really good things right now and i think uh you know you can see that i think we've made the past i don't know three or four quarterfinals for the world cup um 
for the U17 U20s. So we're continuing to make progress, consistency, and continue to grow. And now it's obviously getting past that quarterfinal stage. Um, but for originally, it showed me that I continue to need to, to progress. I think there were some moments in the World Cup um, that I did well, but there's a lot of moments that I really need to improve on. Uh, you know, my speed, um, certain passing, all those things, um, which I'm, I'm continuing to focus on right now. Um, and I think the world stage is, is cutthroat. You know, I had a lot of people, you know, talking about, you know, how I was doing, how the team was doing. And there's sometimes you can get too caught up in, in what others are saying and you just need to focus on yourself. So that was a, a really big learning lesson for me as well. So I think this this U20 World Cup was was an ama amazing experience going to uh, Poland, playing some of the uh, best teams, best players my age. And I know what I need to grow on, and I think that was the best way to show it. Oh, nice. I've never played in a U anything World Cup, so that's interesting. Uh, that's an insight. I'm learning a lot from you when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. On top of like other players and other league stuff. So, you guys teach you guys teach <laughs> you guys spend all the time teaching me about that, which is cool. <laughs> uh, let's go. Okay, we're going to a little bit of a fire round on there. What is? Who do you think? Oh man, I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Who's? <laughs> Who's the craziest in the locker room? Who do you think the craziest person in the locker room is? In the, D in the DC United locker room? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I love that guy, but he's crazy. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. Uh, who do you think... Who's impressed you the most? There you go. And define... I don't know what you would just uh, define as impressive. Who's impressed you the most so far this year? Impressed me the most? Um, I think Paul. I think his work rate, and I think... The, the mentality he brings every game, every practice, I think is awesome. And it's something that uh, I'm trying to learn off of him. And I think, that, you know, all the guys uh, on the team feed off of his energy as well. So I think that's, he's a great uh, you know, guy to look up to uh, in the locker room and in, on the field as well. I agree with that very much. Um, what is, okay, so this would be rapid fire in terms of this. Uh, maybe one word answer. See, I'm making all this stuff up on the fly, right? So a one word answer, I'll name a player on the team and then you tell me something you've learned from them. So either one word or multiple or whatever. So let's see, um, Lucho. Um, skillful. Skill. Okay. Uh, Burnbaum. Uh, solid. Wayne. Um, class. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul. Uh, Herman. Adoy. Um, fighter. Pines. Um, crazy. <laughs> Uh, uh, sights. Um, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one. I'll make sure he does that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Leo. Um, spontaneous. Okay. Yeah, he is. He's he's crazy. For me, I go crazy. He's <laughs> spontaneous. Falls under crazy as well. Uh, who else? Who who haven't I said? Now I'm thinking about where everybody sits in the locker room. Um, Zoltan. Um, technical. Technical. Junior. Um, simple. I like that. So let's go with that. What about that do you like? Um, I just, I like how Junior knows his role, um, knows his game, and is 100% focused on, uh, knows exactly what he needs to do and exactly how he needs to do it. And he makes it look easy. Um, but it's really, really hard how he does it. So I, I think I respect his game a lot. I do too. I, I, I definitely would 
agree with that assessment of, of him. And I also think there, there are many, I won't say there's many players, but there are some players who, who, and that's their game, and many people don't know how and why they should respect that game. Yeah. Right? Because it's not flashy, it's not... It's not yeah, you know, the not, sixth position is normally kind of undervalued, but it, it, it's really important. Because um, one, you're offense and defense, and you're really connecting the team. You don't need to be flashy. You just need to, you know, be that, that link. And I think he does that well. Yeah. No, I agree, too. I, I, I agree. And I think that's good to kind of tie it off with the, everyone just kind of going, um, figuring out what a role is and how to be the best at what it is that you do. For sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man. No, I appreciate having you here on the live, bro. Oh, man. Thanks, sir. Yeah, no, I'm glad you called in. Um, was there, what do you got, bro? What are you promoting? What's 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 for sale in, in Pins World? What what do you got going on, man? Just follow me on Instagram right now and just stay in, I guess. <laughs> ah, okay, there you go. Follow the man Dirk Instagram. What is it? Chris underscore, what is it? Chris underscore underscore Durkin. Oh, d double, under double underscore. All right, dope. Well, Chris underscore underscore Durkin, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us in on the live. We'll definitely have to have you here on the show again in the future. For sure. And, uh, bro, let me know whenever you're ready to go on that perfect soccer internship, bro. We <laughs> I <right>. got you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. Of course, of course, man. I'll catch you at uh, training tomorrow. All right. See you. All right. So we got a couple minutes. I think I got like two or three minutes left. That was Chris Durkin. Uh, shout out again to Chris for joining in on the live. Young and upcoming talent, uh, U.S. men's national team. Um, or what is it? Youth? I heard the under-20 U.S. men's national team. Um, here. Uh, good kid. As you guys can tell, very, uh, very solid mentality. Um, gave a lot of insight as to how he's looking at the game, things that he's learned in the, the three years of his career so far. I mean, he's already 19 and has three years of professional experience under his belt. So definitely to get, need to get more of my teammates, um, uh, current and ex-teammates on the live. So you guys can really uh, pick their brains and ask questions so you can see what it what it actually means and what it actually takes to, to develop the mentality of a pro soccer player. So let's see, Julian had asked, let me see, let me go up and see if I can find it. Uh, how do I use my confidence on and off the pitch? Everybody says I really need to improve my confidence. So I've talked about this in several lives, but confident, lack of confidence comes to either um, a lack of preparation by the time that you're showing up um, or a lack of belief in your ability to be there, um, to be where you are at that point in time. So um, you have to really ask yourself why you're not confident and and be open to what that answer is, even and especially if it's something that you don't want to hear. So, Julian, I know I've got like a minute and a half, so you're going to have to try to get me some information before the live is over. And if not, um, just join in next week and we can kind of dig into the deeper. But why do you believe you're not confident? That would be my question back to you. Yo, speaking of Paul, Paul Ariola jumping in towards the end of the live here. What's up, Paul? Uh, Dirk and I. We're just talking about you. Thanks for joining in, man. I always, as always, I appreciate the support. Got to get you here on the live sometime soon. Um, yeah, guys, if if you're not, make sure you're following Paul. Full first team U.S. men's national player, Paul Ariola. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to get you on the live here soon, bro. 
Um, okay, so Julian said, because I play with bigger, players that are bigger and better than me. Um, so that means you're comparing yourself to others. And if you're comparing yourself to others, you'll never measure up. Because in your mind, other people are always going to be bigger, better, faster, stronger than you. The only, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday. And whether or whether or not you're doing today to make yourself better than who you were yesterday. And that's what you focus on. You do that long enough and you do the work long enough. You'll get to a level where you have enough self-belief and self-confidence that the size, strength, and speed of other people is irrelevant. Um, in terms of measuring your personal self-worth of self-confidence. Now, their size, speed, ability, decision-making, and all of that is relevant in your ability to understand how to beat them, but not relevant in the basis of building your self-confidence. Uh, your confidence should be built within yourself tied to things that are within your control and things that you're doing. And if it's tied to things external, well then your self-confidence is yours. It's something else's and it's tied to other things. And um, that is a recipe for trouble eventually. It might work in the short term, but not in the long term. So guys, uh, I've got like 30 seconds for you to kick me off here. I appreciate everyone joining live. If you could do me a favor, of taking a screenshot of this, post to your story, tagging my personal account, Quincy Meriqua, and the at Perfect or Soccer account, and share a little bit of what you learned today, what you took away from it, and um, you know anything else you feel others would get from checking out Watch Show. If you haven't, make sure you check out all previous episodes of the Access Pro Show at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash ASP. I upload all the replays over there. And uh, yeah. Join, oh, join our giveaway email list. I'm going to relaunch that here soon. I've been doing it, but I need to make up for the weeks that I'm doing it. PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash giveaway. Uh, get on the email list. Get notifications for winning great merch, soccer balls, soccer goals, meet and greets, uh, our training center. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at PerfectSoccerSkills.com radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com P-S-T-M. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.